We may be in the midst of the wildest playoffs ever. The divisional round 2020 has been nothing short of spectacular. You got the Ravens gone. The Titans rising. The Chiefs coming back from an absolute stinker of the first quarter. And Charlie's Green Bay Packers. The worst 3-13 and 13 team you've ever seen advancing. A 3-13 and 13 team is pretty average. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It'd be tough to make the playoffs from there. You'd be really struggling to be in Jad. But a 13-3 and three team, yes. Yeah, you might be right sure. there, well, Are you ready to kick it off? 100%. Let's go! 20. That's it! Hello, you play to win the game. Boof! I love that. Playoffs? Yeah, 58-8! I just hope we can win a game. You've got to always protect the McNuggets. You know, I don't get the contracts. Oh, my goodness. Red and Wow! The divisional round of the playoffs are now in the books, and we look ahead to championship weekend. But before we do, Zach Miller, joined by Charlie King, as always, mate, we've got a lot of games to recap, and it was nothing short of spectacular. A spectacular weekend of football. Some unbelievable surprises. The Saturday games. First game of the Saturday wasn't, you know, it was okay. But the the Saturday night game was a jaw dropper. And the Sunday games were outstanding. Uh, So much to cover. Even though we're only covering four games, it feels like we could talk for days on both. Um, Yeah, incredibly hyped. And also a great championship weekend lined up. Some great matchups that we all love. Absolutely, mate. Well, one of the all-time uniform matchups between the Green Bay Packers and San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the Chiefs are going to be hosting the Titans, who upset the 14-2 and Ravens. Eat a dick! <laughs> um, but before we get to that, I want to talk about the greatest Lamar. comeback uh, in uh, first quarter history, which is Kansas City taking on the Houston Texans in Arrowhead Stadium. Butker, this is going to be returned by Carter. Going to take it at the goal line. Balls out and is picked up in the air. It's picked up in the air and run all the way back by Darwin Thompson inside the 10. Unbelievable. That's third and goal. Mahomes. Mahomes to Kelsey. And another touchdown for Kansas City. In Arrowhead Stadium, the Chiefs started slower than Andy Reid rolling out of bed, falling behind 24-zip early to a frisky Texans team that was taking advantage of some terrible mistakes. Twitter thought that we'd be seeing an AFC South Championship game, but before you could say flex it, Mahomes and the Chiefs woke up in the second quarter to score not one, two, three, but four touchdowns to take the lead before the half. It became clear that while the Texans built their league with flukes, the Chiefs would take it back with dominant scoring seven straight touchdowns on seven drives, uh, dropping a 50-burger on Bill O'Brien and his boys, Chaz. This game was hard to keep track of because it's first thing in the morning on Monday. 7.05, to be exact. I'm driving to work thinking the Texans... You go to work at 7.05? Well, by the time the first quarter's done, I'm on my way to work, and I'm thinking the Texans... I'm going to cruise to victory here. I never thought you would see a comeback of this magnitude. But before I got out of the car, it's all tied up. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I came home from the gym. 
a routine, a, a regular routine. Um, and I got a text from a mate, and he said 14 zip to the Texans. And finally, we get to see Bill O'Brien host an AFC title game. Now, none of that corresponds with anything that happened throughout this whole season, and none of it really makes sense. Nor, nor do you want it to make sense, a, ty- a Texans-Titans AFC South AFC title game. There's nothing normal about that. No, you don't want nothing, to see it. Nothing resonates with you about that. You feel like you're watching a Week 7 game, maybe a Thursday night game on NFL Network, but an AFC title game just doesn't link up. I get to my yogurt and muesli. It's 24 to zip. Tyree Kill uh, fumbled the punt. I think it was 21 zip down, uh, and it was just all hell broken loose in Kansas City. I'm thinking Andy Reid, all the speculation, all of the hype. The classic. coming true. Andy Reid cannot win the big game. Cannot do it when it matters. The Chiefs, they're suspect. They've had the bye. They've had the week off. What the hell is going on here? And then Patrick Mahomes. That's just it. We saw it it the day before with the Ravens. We were worried maybe this is going to happen again. Another Mm. AFC team with too much rest. Mm. Enjoying tickets on themselves. Enjoying the bye week, sipping a couple of pina coladas Mm. and not coming to play. And while that first quarter was devastating, it set up what was the most impressive, dominant performance of the weekend and perhaps the year. These Chiefs, mate. I think it was the equivalent of when you're in an arm wrestling, your little brother or your girlfriend, mm. and standard. you let them feel like they're going to beat you, right? Your mm. hand's almost pinned down to the table. It's a mercy rule. And then you turn it over and fucking whack! Yep. Bang. Demoralized. Finish the job. Hole through the table. Sorry, thanks for playing. Exactly. Probably not the nicest thing to do Moving to your on. partner. But no, that's what this that's game abuse. felt like. Yes. 100% agree. And... Mahomes, they had seven touchdown drives. I think the average time on each touchdown drive was three and a half minutes. Wow. Um, just big, big chunk plays. Travis Kelsey putting the tight end, you know, believers of George Kittle to bed. I think this reestablished himself as possibly the best tight end in pro football at the moment. Now His ability to get down the field. He made some incredible catches. And you got to remember the Chiefs receivers shut the bed early. Demarcus Robinson, he dropped a few easy balls. Uh, Kelsey included as well. Nothing was really going right for them on offense. The plays were set up, but none of these players were making plays. But Mahomes stayed the course. His vibe on the sideline was incredible. It's a testament to him as a quarterback and leader of this team and not what I saw in Lamar the night before. Absolutely. I think Mahomes has definitely taken back the crown of best quarterback in football. You've had your regular season shit. Yep. He doesn't care. He had a few games off. And I think we were talking about this in earlier pods, but the Chiefs were flying under the radar all season. Matt Moore comes in. They win a couple of games yep. here or there. And all of a sudden, they're in the bye round. They get to the divisional. And i got to talk about the turning points in this matchup because mm. you're down 24-zip. And I know that a lot of people suspected that the Kansas City Chiefs might be able to come back because there was so much time left on the clock. But it's still not easily done. I mean, <laughs> you, you gave them 24 points to start the game. So the turning points, Chaz, the first one was settling for a field goal up 21 to zip. Now, this was a decision by Bill O'Brien. Fourth and one, trying to rush it in for another touchdown. Dagger through the heart, four touchdown lead. Insurmountable. It was bigger than uh, Atlanta Falcons. Do you agree with the call? For me, I don't mind the call to go for the points. I don't. To go for the field goal. To go for the field yeah, goal. Yeah, I, I agree. Because I think I, they, I like they did take the offense out there initially. I think they tried to get them offside. It didn't work. They kicked the field goal well, to make it 24-0. The problem for me is that they took a, uh, a timeout to do that. 
Right. Okay. And I don't know why I, that's I, why they would do that. Well, I felt like that was kind of deflating because it yeah. said, "Ah, uh, you know what? No, we can't. We can't make it." It's a bit like Mitch Trubisky Forget at the it. goal line with Matt Nagy. No, just keep the field yeah, goal. Just take the points, and it just—I don't know. It's all these little things that give the Chiefs a sniff because then there's the kickoff return by McCall Hardman, 58 yards, puts a bit of life back into the stadium. People haven't left yet. It's the first quarter. Fake punt was the next big decision. Yeah, see, that I didn't was see a that. Real head scratcher. So uh, you heard it in the. The recap at the top of this uh, breakdown, uh, it was a decision instead of punting to rush it to the outside by this player, Reed. Uh, Sorensen, Daniel Sorensen, reads it, gets the tackle one-on-one in open space. And KC, now down 7-24, to 24, mm. says, oh, we're back, baby. We got Patty Mahomes. Mm. We got all the time in the world. We're golden. And uh, the momentum just flew from there. I mean, uh, Then they had the punt block for the touchdown. Yeah. Oh, that was the Texans. That was the Texans Sorry, early. That was the Texans. Yeah. But uh, I mean, from there, you, you, Patty Mahomes, 23 of 35, 321 passing yards, five touchdowns, and was the leading rusher with 53 yards. Travis Kelsey, as you mentioned, Chaz, 10 catches, 134 receiving yards, three touchdowns. It was a clinic. It was a clinic. Um, incredible performance by him. Uh, I find it incredible that the Texans put up seven points. I think they're a 24 to zip with about two minutes gone in the second quarter. And then since then, their defense was anemic. Their defense was showing no signs of stopping Kansas City. Uh, nothing. You're up 24 to zip. You think you can get some motivation in your defense to say, if you literally give up 21 points, we're going to win this game. Yeah. It's not an incredible thing to do. And yeah, I could not believe how they just had their way with this defense from that point onwards. Uh, Tyreek Hill made a few big plays. And yeah, Mahomes just played with this incredible vibe. Being at that stadium would have been... A phenomenal experience oh, to, to, un- to to be there. And it, it wasn't really the coming of Mahomes because we know he's outstanding, but as a legitimate playoff quarterback and someone you can trust. Absolutely. Uh, I think some credit needs to be given to the Chiefs defense as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're in a 24 to zip hole, not a good sign in the first quarter, but from there to only give up a touchdown mm. is pretty incredible because if the Texans were able to keep scoring at least a little bit, Mm-hmm. They might, or at least like move the ball and uh, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Yeah. You could say they'd still be in with a sniff, even if they were able to score maybe one, two more touchdowns, take some of the air out of the, uh, out of the stadium. But unfortunately they couldn't get anything done against the Chiefs D and they kept turning it over. Yeah. I think the Chiefs are definitely going to have Bill O'Brien in their parade, their Super Bowl parade. He deserves his own float after that <laughs> performance for giving them the sniff early. And then putting up really no, no no production from the second quarter onwards. The Kansas City defense, Frank Clark had three sacks. Yeah. Uh, a massive game. He was pretty much the dominant force on, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, this, this Chiefs team is playing complete football at the exact right time. The defense is stepping up. Uh, I love their offense. They host Tennessee next week in what will be an absolute cracking AFC title game. And for the Texans, you wonder, you know, the 24 to zip lead doesn't, really, it doesn't mean shit now, I guess, but... Do you think going into the offseason, they say, look, we, 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 we gave them a fair crack in Kansas City. We beat the Bills. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go back and think. Interesting question, we Chaz. We a few pieces on defense. This was the we season where the they moved the chips to the center of the table because they made some trades that uh, cost some future first-round picks. Kenny Stills. Yeah, they picked up Laramie Tunsil, Kenny Stills, Duke Johnson, but this was never a team that had all the pieces to go all the way. I don't think anyone really considered the Texans a complete threat mm. uh, to the NFL championship. Well, I'm, I'm very glad they're not hosting. I'm incredibly glad. I wouldn't even watch it. 
Yeah, me too, mate. Me too. Um, so, yeah, I think questions have to be asked of Bill O'Brien because he's had some success, but he but doesn't Sean seem came to be out and defended him and said, this is our guy. Yeah, but what, what the hell is he supposed to do? Costas, we're going to get rid of him. Uh, yeah, uh, their defense definitely needs work, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be back here. Mm. I mean, uh, you've I got don't Deshaun, to I've never liked them. They're an expansion team. They shouldn't even be there in the first place. 2002. Yeah. 18 years. They're an expansion give them, team. Give them, give them a run. No, but there's 18 years. That hasn't worn off yet for me. <laughs> that's what pre, you weren't pre, even watching the league. Pre-90s. I want pre-90s. That's too, that's too recent. Would you call, uh, well, Panthers expansion. Yeah, don't rate them either. Jacksonville. Carl Allen's a quarterback. Sorry? <laughs> Jacksonville? No, they shouldn't be there either. They're just a, these are not traditional franchises. Okay. I think Hot take. the narrative, Chiefs, <laughs> Tennessee, 305. It's very exciting. What more do you want from me? It's good It's stuff. great the Chiefs are in it. It's funny to think that we wouldn't have even been here. This might have been the wild card matchup had the Patriots taken care of business against the Dolphins. Patriots would have had the bye. KC would have had the three seed. They you would have been hosting the Titans. Fitzpatrick and Tannehill. Well, that's what I'm saying. I know I'm saying Fitzpatrick, uh, I think he might deserve a float too, but yeah. unironically. A, a Bill O'Brien and, Ta- and Fitzpatrick float. Yeah. The Chiefs parade. For Absolutely. Sure. So very excited for the matchup coming up next. Chaz, I think we're going to talk about your boys. Wide open, Adams makes a catch, makes a move, sprinting for the end zone. Perfect answer by the Green Bay Packers. Well, there's room to work if you trust Metcalf. They're down in five. Russell Wilson is sacked by Preston Smith. The dangerous led Seahawks travel to the frozen tundra, the home of Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and now the bad man, Aaron Rodgers. For one of the great NFC rivalries in modern football, the Packers behind a healthy dose of Aaron Bridget Jones' diary and Devontae Adams start the game red hot, a 20-3 lead, stifling the Seattle ground and passing attack in the process. Russ responds late, as he always does. But Rogers with two massive third downs to Jimmy G, the real Jimmy G, Jimmy Graham, and Devontae Adams to put this team in the NFC Championship on a flight to Santa Clara. My deepest apologies to anyone using headphones right now. Probably shouldn't have given the Green Bay fan the Green Bay read. But no, that was uh, that was beautifully said, Chaz, because that's the passion that we like to see on first down under, and uh, yeah, it's five I, years of passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the first time you've seen Green Bay in the playoffs? This must be exciting. Twenty sixteen loss. Yeah, loss. But good to see a win. Doesn't matter. Your team's on holiday, so let's focus on the big four, the Packers. One of those four. Um, just silencing the doubters. First of all. I think, you know, the hype around Seattle and Russell Wilson, what everyone <laughs> thinks to be the real MVP, coming to Lambeau. Do the Packers deserve the bye? They've had a piss-poor schedule. They're in a shit division. All that jazz doesn't mean shit. So you were when able to... I, the clock hits triple zero. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, we're coming. We're was, coming to John Lynch's house. 
It was impressive to see. It's time for reckoning. Green Bay to defeat a battered and bruised. Beat up on your team, seven eight nine. They beat a beat up on your team. They beat Josh McCowan with a torn hamstring. But <laughs> yes, they did beat up on the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, uh, CFL uh, team. It it was a confusing game. I, I think there were some interesting play calls from the uh, Seattle Seahawks That's the word I'd use. to rely too heavily on the run early. Uh, watching this game, you just wondered. Look. Marshawn Lynch was sitting on a couch three weeks ago, and while he's had a few touchdowns, he's not the same rusher that he's been. And it felt like Seattle were leaning on him too much for too long. And hey, he had Homer 26 and, yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I think yeah and he, him up. and Homer, for sure. Travis Homer, I had no idea who he was about four weeks ago. Exactly. He had three carries for 13 yards. So you, you can't let Russ work with that. So in the fourth quarter, they start actually using Russell Wilson, and they start to make uh, a yep. bit of a comeback yep. until, of course, three minutes to go. Fourth down, mm. punted away, never get the ball back, yeah. Chaz. I want to talk early in the game because I want to really dissect this game across a, kind of a 57-minute window to encapsulate yep. the win that it was. Um, so it's Seattle. You know, they set it up as they do every week. They shit the bed early. Green Bay get out to a red-hot start. They establish Aaron Jones and this running game. Rodgers hasn't had this kind of consistency since that 2010 Super Bowl. I think we can all agree on that. The defense Great. is playing well. Uh, he's got a running game you can rely on. Not every drive is to go out there and rely on his arm to get it done. Yes, he's receiving core, literally two players. Outside of on Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham, they had collectively 19 yards receiving. So guys <laughs> like Lazard, Valdez, Kumaro, they need to step up next week against his 49ers secondary. It's a very different team I don't think what likes, we saw in Seattle. I don't think he likes throwing to them. No, I don't think he does either. I think he has a gr- incredible chemistry, almost better chemistry with Adams than he did with Nelson. There's a case. Uh, it, it, the, the it's early, of, but... That intuition, every time they need a big play, they go to him. And you know and what? Devontae's always got three or four yards of separation. Devontae's got a way better breakaway speed mm. level I'd say a better route runner. Yeah. yeah, I think Geordie was more of just a deep, deep am I heavy guessing bomb. That, am I guessing that because Geordie was white and Devontae yeah, is... Yeah, maybe. There's a guy color. for them, number 87 is white. He is on Green Bay. I, I genuinely thought it was Nelson for a bit. Who's the, it's who? not. It's some random guy. Oh, no. He should definitely change yeah, his number. Yeah, he should definitely change his number. But Adams with the most receiving yards for a Packers wideout in playoff history. Uh, they came to him when they needed to. So they set it up 20 to 3. But, of course, Russ, he's going to do what he does. He's scrambling around the pocket. He's flying around the fucking field, throwing ridiculous balls to absolute no-name receivers. Uh, they, they, they score. They get the touchdown to lock it. It gets to 20-10. I think it was 23 to 17 at some stage. And then it got to 28-17. They get the touchdown late. Seattle are marching the ball three minutes to go. They're at the 40-yard line, and they Russ throws a ball to one of his receivers, number 17, don't know his name, mm. incompletion. More? More. Might be Maybe. more. Uh, uh, it's 83. I'm guessing. 17, I don't know. But it was an incompletion, and it got to a second and 10. They stuff it up. They punt the ball back to Green Bay, and then Green Bay pretty much iced the game on two massive third downs. And it was an incredible performance from Green Bay to hold on like they did. I like that they started red hot early, but they do kind of – falter and they do kind of go to sleep for a while which is slightly concerning that is the concern because if you for example were the houston texans or you were facing mm. the chiefs as the packers that mm. 21 zip lead wouldn't mean a whole lot yeah um, as we saw so is that a concern for you as a green bay fan that you guys weren't able to put it away despite having such a strong lead at home well in san francisco like we've seen with the 49ers and similar to the ravens they get out to red hot leads early mm-hmm. and they really ground and pound you and put you into submission I think if the if the Packers can start red hot next week and get a few scores early, 
put the pressure on Jimmy G in an NFC Championship game. I know it's in San Francisco, but if they can get the jump early on San Francisco and get him in a little bit of a funk and the defense starts making a few plays, Rodgers is feeling good about himself. You got to give this team a sniff. What kind of lead are we talking? Ten zip. I'm talking ten 14, zip. Fourteen three. Zip, fourteen three range. Yep. Just enough to make a couple make, of scores. We're yeah, talking. a couple of scores, and Rogers makes a few Hall of Fame plays, keeps us in it. The Smith brothers get involved. I don't really trust the secondary that much for us, but I think if we can get on the front foot against Jimmy G and put the pressure back on them and don't let them get comfortable early, this can turn into a game. Well, I think so because we saw the Smith brothers. Uh, were dominant. Mm-hmm. I think they had four sacks between them. Yep. So dangerous. Uh, pressure on Russ all day. And while Russ was moving the ball and running, it was the only rusher that they really had. Mm-hmm. Because the Green Bay Day has uh, been a bit of a roller coaster through the year, but they're coming hot at the Since right time. Since week 12, the shellacking in San Fran, 37-8, I think they're starting to play better. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, the one thing that San Francisco did well, which we'll get to, was rush the ball. They didn't really have to rely on Jimmy G mm. too much this week to get the W. So it's a good point you make. If the pressure is on Jimmy, mm. maybe Green Bay can not sneak a win, but yeah. come away with a with a huge. I victory. do. Yeah, we will talk about the San Fran matchup, but I just I think with the Sherman matchup on Devontae Adams. Who else are you going to throw to? It's going to be really, really hard. Well, Jimmy Graham, step offense. up. Jimmy Graham's going to need to step up. And then Graham the other guys. And Graham and Kittle, classic tight end matchup. Can't guard Lazard is going to have to have <laughs> like that. some kind of day. I'm, I'm just, I just think someone else has got to step up and make plays because, I don't know, I don't see it. There's going to be a lot of screen balls to Jones and Williams, I'll tell you that much. Yep. Um, but like I said, if we get the jump early, we're in with the champs. And despite me staring you, I am happy to see Green Bay get the win. One, to get rid of a Seattle team that had stuck around a little bit too long. Look, they're too hurt. It was almost festering it's, in the fruit bowl. Like, it, you're done. Exactly. Just go away. There's half a banana sitting yeah. in the fruit bowl and it's we're, going brown. We're sick of you. Right? We've had a taste. Look, we're good. You, I could, could I turn you into a banana cake? I love a banana sure. cake. Sure, but it'll take a lot of work. It's, exactly. And yeah. I, I don't want to do all that. <laughs> I can't be bothered with that. I don't know what the recipe is. No, exactly. I can tell you how to do it. What are the ingredients? So, so running backs. They're yeah. thrown out. And Green Bay, look, they're healthy. Jonesy is a stud. Williams, Adams, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's <laughs> the rest. LaFleur. <laughs> uh, and those boys. Maybe one of the one of the sexiest head coach matchups we've ever seen, by the oh way, coming God. up next week. George, I mean, the cameras might be able to keep it on the field. The flat caps will be in abundance. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, they're just the, not really a master of apprentice, but two of the great up-and-coming coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Shanahan and the floor, pretty much neck and neck mm-hmm. for quality and offensive, yes. offensive inventiveness. Hey, full credit to LaFleur because he's got 14 wins in his first his year. First year. Yeah. Now, regardless of what happens next week, that's a great hire. Yeah, no one will be surprised if we get absolutely, I don't know a word, but better than smashed. Spanked. But, but spanked, maybe. Uh, Bent over the barrel. Yeah, exactly. If we if we do, do get done next week. But, yeah, kudos to him for a big first home playoff game. And this was a big win for Green Bay. It was. It I really think it was, was great for Rodgers. We lost this game, the media in the offseason. Good for his legacy. about Rodgers. Is he done? Do we have yep. to move on? Is this team too old? Are we sick of it? Well, that's, but that was a big statement game for Rodgers. That's also what we haven't spoken about and what one of the narratives through the week are going to be is Aaron Rodgers plays best game when it mattered most because through the season – even on this podcast, we were wondering, up. we were like, well, is Rogers uh, even the best Aaron on the team? Mm. We don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, but great to see him play well. And, of course, going up against the 49ers renews that old rivalry oh, and something that will be the bittersweet. rehashed uh, through the years. Of course, in 2005, the 49ers passed up Aaron Rodgers to draft Alex Smith instead, and he was pretty dirty about it. How disappointed are you that you will not be a, a 49er? Not as disappointed as the 49ers will be that they didn't draft me. Bang. Uh, he's got a real chance to stick it to him here because the last time they faced won't hear that this week. in 2013, of course, that was in the divisional round at Candlestick. Oh, and, and they Kaepernick. lost to a Kaepernick, Kaepernick who blew us out of the water. Just uh, going absolute bananas. Speaking of San Francisco, let's go to the big bell bottom. Cousins fires over the middle and it's intercepted at the 40 yard line by Richard Sherman. From the two, the ground again. Touchdown. Tevin Coleman takes it in. His second rushing touchdown of the game. And so the Sherman interception sets them up. And that's right, in the big bell bottom, Richard Sherman and the 49ers intercepted the Vikings' narrative as the hottest team in the NFC. After a stellar upset against the Saints six days before, the Vikings' crusade was beat into submission by the Niners' linemen on both sides of the ball. Jimmy G-spot, well, it was hard to find, but it didn't matter <laughs> as the Niners' run game had come to play. Led by Tevin, I'm a coal man. With 105 off 22 and two TDs. Charlie, just a year ago, this 49ers team was 4-12. and 12. Now they've just won their 14th game and will host your Green Bay Packers in the all-time uniform matchup. Great to see the right team win in dominant, dominant showing fashion. Damn. Showing. Agreed. I hate that when you, when you stuck for the word. Yep, you had me. Uh, fashion was right. I watched this game. Siren good, to good. siren, which we don't normally do. Um, no, and just watch what we can. One of the, yeah, probably the most boring game of the weekend, simply because it was over. You could tell it was over, I guess, halfway through the second quarter uh, when all you saw from Kirk were dump offs of two yards to Dalvin Cook. And yeah, they had that fluky play early to, um, to Stefan Diggs, but it was kind of busted coverage with a spoon tripped over a little bit. That was the touchdown there. But after that, this defense just absolutely had their way with the Vikings' offensive line. DeForest Buckner, Nick Bosa, other guys they got there. <laughs> Number 91, he's a and, freak. And, Arm- the, and those boys. Armstead or something, or whatever his name is. Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead. He's They're insane. They're insane. You're absolutely right, Chaz, because even at the end of the first half, the Niners were only up by four, but it felt like they were in complete control of the game. And the third quarter was a good reminder of exactly what makes them a powerhouse with San Francisco up 17 to 10. The Vikings got the ball 10 42 left facing a critical possession outside of one fluky looking touchdown. As you said to Stefan Diggs, they hadn't done anything mm. all day. Uh, but that is when on third and nine, Kirk Cousins throws the ball directly to Sherman. And you knew these are the 49ers. They can't that, come back from this. Yeah. Are going to absolutely towel up. Uh, Nick Bosa, who will likely be Defensive Rookie of the Year, had six tackles, two sacks, and an additional QB hit, as well as a pass defended. I mean, the guy's a beast, and I don't know if you saw during it's the game, right. he uh, he was knocked out, had the wind taken out of him. Crowd's chanting, Bosa, 
Bosa. He gets up like The Undertaker or like Hulk Hogan hyping himself up yeah. in a WWE match, and the crowd went fucking nuts. And I wish yeah. I was there to see that because that is what I live for in sport. They the lost theater. it. The theater. They lost it. And I love when they do it, make a play. They're all doing that flex where they put the muscles out like that with their arms in front, like that, that mad. Yeah. yeah. Like a LeBron thing after an M1. Yes. I'm loving the vibe. <laughs> really loving the vibe. That Bosa thing was insane. It really epitomized this team and the spirit of this defense. And just the, everyone was getting around him. Everyone was going berserk. Salah's on the sideline thinking, I'm very glad I did not accept that Browns job. Um, and Stefanski can enjoy that. Yeah. But uh, it was a complete performance from San Francisco and really was, uh, I guess, a bit of a sample of their season thus far. Heavy reliance on the ground game with Coleman. He had two touchdowns. Jimmy G made plays when he needed to. These 49ers receivers, we talked about it earlier in the week. They are sexy as. They're not even, they don't have, Emmanuel Sanders is a household name, but Debo Samuel, Kendrick Bourne identity. There's a lot of nice pieces here and they make big plays. They're not, you know, they just set them up on little five yarders and they just dodge and defend us. You feel confident in every one of their receivers and Kittle Mm. is the spearhead of that because even though he wasn't used as much as he has been in previous weeks, his blocking was great. He's like just all-time blocker. Yeah. An all-time hype man Mm. for the team. You want to get around him. A genuinely good-looking team between Bosa, Jimmy G-Spot, Kyle Shanahan, Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not trying to – I'm just saying. Wow. Yeah, Sanders Sanders goes okay too. Yeah, there's just – John Lynch, Robert Sala. You're going for that kind of vibe? No, you can definitely go a Sala vibe. Fast and Furious. A bit of flavor. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's just, uh, yeah, wow, <laughs> getting hot in here. It was, Let me yeah. talk about the Vikings uh, for a second because they had put up such an impressive game against the Saints last week and we were singing their praises, as was everyone, thinking, who knows, they could continue this run because they were the hottest team coming out of last week, maybe right there with the Titans. But even this was more surprising, getting that win over the Saints in uh, – the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Mm. But other than that 71-yard drive that was capped by the Diggs touchdown we've alluded to, the following drives were two yards, negative two yards, four, eight, one, six, negative five, negative four. Uh, brutal for Kirk Cousins and Stefan Diggs and the rest yeah. of those boys, yeah. and et cetera. A tough flight home for the Vikes after such, such positive vibes against that Saints team. Uh, I think the fact that uh, the key for the 49ers, it's a very, uh, very Bill Belichick, Rams, Patriots strategy in nullifying certain aspects of this team. Delvin Cook held to 19, 18 yards. Yeah. Weird. And that and was they, it. That, that was, was the game. I think it was Kevin Stefanski trying to get the ground game going, but maybe trying a little too hard because it clearly Niners defensive wasn't there. We're almost sending four, and they were just bullying the Vikings O-line. They completely nullify the ground game. And as soon as you do that, Kirk Cousins has to you know, play out of his ass. Mm. And he didn't do that. I mean, he had that one play to Diggs, which we mentioned. But unless they have a play-action passing game going, and Delvin Cook in the screens, this team was nullified. They put up 10 points, and that's all the Niners had to do. Absolutely. And that, by the same token, I think it comes to that line play you were talking about because on the 49ers offense, their O-line was making holes big enough that I could run through. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, they didn't have to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo. And they ended up having a similar stat sheet. The uh, two quarterbacks in this game, Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo, both had 
about 150 odd yards, one mm. touchdown, one interception. Mm. But the difference was that ground game. And it's almost, I mean, there's not that much difference between Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe Jimmy no. Garoppolo is just like sexy Kirk Cousins. He's a drop you know, back five or 10 yards. The kind of guy you'd rather have beer with. Almost you know? surgical the way he plays quarterback. There's nothing real flashy about it. And they don't need to rely on him because no. I think this weekend we realized that they're the most complete team in the NFL. Chiefs might be the most explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Green Bay might have the most experienced quarterback and the guy who's been there. Mm-hmm. And the Titans might have the most devastating player the, left in the, the playoffs. best running back ever. Yeah. But it's, on one of the greatest runs it's, you'll ever see. It's the defense, and it I think is. it is the defense. Yeah, defense Agreed. is what's going to win you. Yeah, the Vikings total rushing yards twenty-one to the Niners one hundred and eighty-six. So that's that's the key for me. Yep, it really set up everything else. The Niners receivers didn't ball out, but they did enough. And uh, yeah, I think with the final four, the 49ers have to be the clear favorite. Yep, absolutely. Chiefs are there, uh, but I'm thinking back over the years, what was the last? I'm putting you on the spot here, and I can't think of it. What was the last team to win a Super Bowl without a great defense? Because I was thinking back uh, last year, Pats obviously had a good defense. Philly, Eagles D, while they got torched by Brady, they were a good defense and made a play when they had to. Yeah, they were Graham a good strip. defense. 2016, the Falcons, Patriots defense wasn't really renowned for their defense. No, but be it. Yeah. And then you got the 15 and 1 Panthers taking on an all time Denver Broncos defense. Defense, yeah. Um, year before that, and 2014 Seahawks with their defense against the Broncos. Uh, Pat's defense, sorry, and then yeah, uh, and then 2013, and yep. then 2012 was the Ravens with Ed Reed, Ray Ed Lewis, Reed, and those boys. 11 Giants, Patriots, Giants D, yeah, 2010 Packers D, late Steelers, yep, Saints D, late Colts, yep. So yeah, I, and the last decade, def- last decade, it's defense yeah. wins championships, defense wins championships, and you're going to go with San Fran. Yeah, I think they're 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 the favorite, but we will see because. The thing Green Bay has going for them is that they have a good defense. So if they can hold tight, yeah. Aaron Rodgers can if, make if some we, plays. If we go down two scores, yeah, you cancel. Yeah, Christmas. Call, call it off. It's, if it's ten, if it's ten zip, or if it's a fourteen three, we're down. Sorry, Jazz. We saw some impressive games. We saw some surprising games, but nothing was perhaps a greater shock than what happened in Baltimore. Hand to Henry. Henry handles the contact, and there goes Derrick Henry. Henry has got major speed for a big man, and he takes it inside the 10. Size, speed, imposing, and a crowd quieter here in Baltimore for 66 yards. Hannah Hill is on the sideline. Direct snap. Henry, jump pass! Oh, trickery! Corey Davis, touchdown Tennessee! The razzle-dazzle for the Titans! It was a Saturday night game in the AFC with the high-flying Ravens hosting the rampaging Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans at M&T Bank. The Titans getting out to a 14-0 lead and seemingly never look back behind their absurdly gifted King Henry and Ryan shoot to Tanner Thrill. Throwing some gorgeous <laughs> touchdown passes when needed. Ravens fell behind early, and Lamar Jackson never found a rhythm. With a team with a postseason for with a with a 14-2 record and a bye heading into the postseason, the Titans prevailing. Mike Vrabel's loving it. On the road yet again, they win 28 to 12 and head to Kansas City for an AFC title game for the ages. Yes, well said, Charlie. Mm. Uh, there was a robbery. At the bank. 
Come see me. Come see me. Titana throw went big, to see. Big trust. Mark Ingram. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, that was the problem. They didn't see much of Mark Ingram, and that is what played a huge hand mm. in this game. Mm-hmm. Titans' run uh, was so impactful, but we forget that the Ravens were the league leaders in rushing through the year, yet we didn't see it. We didn't see it. We didn't see it at all. I mean, the story of the day, and I feel like I'm copying my notes from last week, was Derek Henry. Absolutely. But I want to start with the Titans' defense because watching this game in the first quarter, they made plays early to put this team in a position to win. Mm-hmm. And Baltimore, I think, Baltimore had the opening drive. They are rolling down the field. They're looking good. Lamar throws a pass to Mark Andrews. Tip drill. It was kind of a little bit too high. It wasn't really catchable. It was kind of catchable. It should have been catchable. Should have caught it. He probably should have. It ends up in the hands of Kevin Bayard. He takes it down to the 30-yard line. Titanic thrill throws a gorgeous pass on third and goal to Shap. Seven zip. The Titans D make another big stop. And Tannehill throws a bomb on first down. And it puts the score, puts the Titans up 14-0. It was a beautiful touchdown pass to Khalif Raymond. And then at this point, you're thinking... Okay, even if the Titans don't put up many points the rest of the game, it's you know they can put up seven or three. They're going to be up by a fair margin. And as soon as that happens, the Ravens got behind, like we'd seen all year with the Ravens. They get out to red-hot starts, and if they don't, they start worrying. They start looking you know, at what's going on, on the sideline. And Lamar Jackson kind of never really found a rhythm after that, and the Titans played the game perfectly. They absolutely did. Uh, and let's talk about Derrick Henry. He's impossible to tackle. First ever player to rush for more than 180 yards in three consecutive games. This is, of course, is going back to week 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he broke the record for most rushing yards in the first two rounds of a postseason. Plus, as you heard in the breakdown at the top, he threw a touchdown pass as well. There's nothing he can't do. Alley-oop, yeah. He is the funnest player to watch, maybe next to Patrick Mahomes left in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. And... Why not the t- Titans? Why not the Titans? Why They've not? Why not? Why not? Touchdown, Titans! <laughs> They've mean... done it against the very best. They've gone Trickery! into New England. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone into New England and shut up Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, potentially Trickery! ended the dynasty. <laughs> go Hawks. And, <laughs> and then they go into Baltimore, this highly hyped football team, and execute a perfect game plan. Hold the Ravens to 12 points. This high-flying 14-2 Lamar MVP big trust offense. I'm almost speechless. Well, we made a point to start with the Titans because they are the story and they are who are going to be going forward. But now is maybe a time to lament what happened to a Ravens team that were so dominant through Mm. the whole season. I can't imagine what it's like to be a fan of the Ravens who now look at each other wondering, oh, shit, that's it. It's done. Mm. We won 14 straight games. Oh, well, sorry, 12 straight games. Thought we were going to the Super Bowl. Had the MVP, unstoppable offense, and we put up 12 points. What, it's, well, how do you make sense It's of almost it? inexplicable because, you know, you, you, say, you say to yourself, oh, the, yeah, the Ravens are in a pretty piss-poor division. Well, they've played some pretty decent teams throughout the year. I mean, they had that massive Super Bowl potential game with San Francisco in the wet. Yep. And, it, and that was a similar kind of game style to what we saw with Tennessee. It's ground mm. and pound first, it's strong defense. You know, it's pretty low scoring. So you think with the Tennessee Titans team, if they can do that to the Niners, they can do it to Tennessee. But I don't know. It's, as soon as he comes into the playoffs, this Baltimore Ravens team, you know, I think it was their linebacker that said in the post game, we choke. That's what we're currently known as. We're currently known as losers when it comes to the big time. 
And, you know, we want to we wanna praise Lamar and it's been a fantastic season, but when it counts, he struggled to deliver. And I know it's only his second playoff game, but he just looked like a shell of himself. He never looked like that kind of guy we were seeing in the first 16 games. Absolutely. And they entered this game 10-point favorites, not because Tennessee mm. were overlooked, but rather the Ravens were one of the best teams in NFL history. Mm. I don't know what DVOA is, but they had the seventh best DVOA since 1985. They're pretty impressive. Mm. They were the first in points scored, third in points allowed. They'd ripped off 12 straight wins. They were a juggernaut. I mean, a juggernaut. And now their season's done. We're not going to talk about them anymore. I mean, this mm. was Lamar Jackson's season. And all of a sudden, I mean, it's Derrick Henry. Yeah, That's who it it's is. Derrick Henry's world. And you look at the stats. Lamar had 365 yards. He rushed for 143 as well. So a 500-yard performance from Lamar Jackson and to come up short by 16 points. He may, I think the interceptions aren't, aren't really fair on him. The, the Mark Andrews was a pick. Um, he did have another one, which I think was, I don't know, the second pick he had, but it might have been an errant throw. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the vibe on the sideline, he wasn't really encouraging his teammates. He was kind of sitting down. It was like a kid at Christmas he thinking, why, why isn't this working? I've got yeah. all the skill and talent. Why isn't this falling into place like I thought it would? It's the classic case of should they have lost a game late in the season mm. to know what it feels like, to be reminded that you can lose or to be down how to deal with those emotions because it felt like they just never got back into the game at all once they were down. Um, I mean, Tannehill, he only had to throw for 88 yards, but he made him count. Big mm. bombs down the well, field. Well, that big first down play, that big that big trust throw yeah. to Khalif Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. And that was 14 zip. That's more of a vintage Lamar Jackson to Marquise Brown kind of throw mm. that you'd expect to see at M&T Bank Stadium. Plus, Tannehill showed his mobility and rushed for a touchdown. Mm. Again, something mm. you'd think you'd see from Lamar. But as you say, look, uh, it's early in his career. I understand that. That is 0-2. And it's thrown four picks and no an, touchdowns. It's an ugly 0-2 as well because mm. he lost the Chargers one year, mm. the Titans the next. Mm. I mean, Jacksonville, maybe mm. next year, they're going to lose to in the mm. wild card round. Like, mm. Uh, to have to go through all this again, get back to the playoffs to erase what was a shocking loss. Uh, I don't envy them, but I do still love their team, and I hope oh, they can pull it together. Of course. They'll be around for a very long time. And Lamar, even though it was his second playoff turn, I think you know with the crushing loss last year, the Chargers, it is good for his experience. I think he's going to learn from it. And he's, he's an incredibly proud and, and you know, confident kid. He said, it's only up from here. Uh, he was very optimistic in the way he leads his team. Uh, I don't think they're going to be. They'll definitely be around the mark for you know at least the next five years. So, it was it was a very it was a very hurtful loss for this team considering all the vibe going into it. But uh, you know the better team won, and the Tennessee Titans are on one of those miracle runs. You can't really stop. They are a team of destiny. That's they are. for damn sure. Mm. Uh, I mean, the Ravens might not be as easy next year. Big Ben coming back to the Steelers, and of course Joe Burrow likely, very likely going hey, to the Cincinnati don't forget, Bengals. Don't forget the guy in the Browns. Don't oh. forget the guy in Cleveland. And Kevin Stefanski. And Kevin, Stefan Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield, once they start getting that kind of Gronk-Brady connection, they're going to be hard to stop too. So I think that AFC North is going to be stacked. But uh, Lamar's, Lamar's a freak of nature. He's going to continue to dominate leagues. Look, he'll get better. I mean, yeah. what is he, like 23? He's about to yeah, win the league MVP. We'll give him a break. Yeah. Um, Charlie, we've spoken a bit about Green Bay versus San Francisco. Obviously, mm -hmm. San Fran seem like the favorite at home. They are the favorite. Clear cut. How many points? Could Seven? not be clearer. Seven and a half currently. Ouch. But Should be out to 10 by Friday. Well, uh, so were the Ravens. And uh, they're sitting at home watching yep. with us. We haven't talked much about Titans-Chiefs. What's the difference in this game? 
Well, for the Tennessee Titans, I think, you know, I heard Bill say on his talk show today that the Ravens had an eight-man box in the defensive set against Derrick Henry, and they still couldn't stop him. Derrick Henry would make one or two guys miss and break out for a 40-yard run, looking like he's running at 10K per hour and just outrun everybody else, mm. pushes L. Thomas around like I do to you. Um, but I think I think for the Tennessee Titans, if you're looking at it, you're saying, look, we actually beat this Ravens team early with a nice step, you know, a nice bit mix of defense and a few passing players. We didn't really necessarily rely on Henry the first half of the game, and he kind of exploded in the second half. And I think this Chiefs defense is more suspect than the Ravens. Uh, I'm not saying that the Chiefs defense can't stop anybody, but I think Derrick Henry, there's nothing to say he's not going to go for 200 again. If he can do it against Patriot, the Patriots defense and this Ravens defense, I think out of those three, this is the easiest defense he's playing. I would say uh, that I agree. The only defensive line that seems like it might be able to stop Derrick Henry is San Francisco. So mm. they may be headed for a classic case of the immovable object meets the unstoppable force. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But that being said, I don't rate the Titans defense that highly. And even mm. if the Titans are able to dominate the football and even time of possession. We saw this week just how quickly the Chiefs can score. Takes them three and a half minutes of drive. Mm. And maybe it'll be up to Ryan Tannehill to make a few plays down mm. the line um, to keep up pace I know, yeah. with yeah. with uh, the Chiefs. Because if you even if the Titans fall down by a touchdown, but the clock's against them, you're almost at a loss if you're trying to rush with Henry because, of course, time management is so important. Yeah. I think the tie, I think Tannehill has proven this year that he can make big plays when he's called upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this Titans defense did a really good job on Lamar Jackson. I think their secondary is highly underrated. Logan Ryan, Kevin Bayard, they've got some really nice pieces out there. So, look, I do think Tannehill will need to, will need to put up more numbers. I think he's thrown for like less than 200 yards in two games mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Um, it's going to be an incredible game. I do obviously like KC and the form they're in. I think that that resurgence in the second quarter will carry them through to the Super Bowl. I reckon they've got this vibe now that this is our time. Yep. Patriots and Ravens are out of the mix. We've got the Tennessee Titans at home, for God's sakes. Let's finish the job and get to play probably a San Fran in the Super Bowl. I love everything about this Chiefs team. It's going to be hard to see. And like you said, even with Henry putting up massive numbers, the QB battle itself, you've you got to take my home. Damn straight. Jazz finally... We don't usually do this, but because there's only two games left before the Super Bowl, I think we should give our picks. The Super Bowl. And I want you to start San Francisco, Green Bay. Green Bay by seven. Score? 27 to 20. Okay. For me, it's going to be San Francisco. Shock. Sorry to say. 31-24. Ooh. Yeah, that's, to me, that sounds like garbage time. TD's late to the Packers. Yes. Yep, they've taken so they've 30, taken Sherman off the field. Yeah, a thirty-one ten resting job. him up. Thirty-one ten job. A couple and of touchdowns late. A couple of Devontae, but they run out of time. A couple of Hail Marys. Joey Bosa with an in, integral sack to yeah. end the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. How about the Chiefs? Chiefs thirty-four, Titans twenty-four. I like that. I'm going to go something very similar. I'm going to go mm. Chiefs thirty-eight, Titans. No field goals. No field goal Friday. Yeah, the viewers there. So you think, I I, I cannot wait to see. I do not want a Niners-Titans Super Bowl. I do not want a Packers-Titans Super Bowl. You just don't want the Packers. I want want Packers-Chiefs or Niners-Chiefs. Okay, so no Titans for you. No Titans. Despite the Derrick Henry hype. Sorry, I cannot see Ryan Tannehill in the Super Bowl. 
I, ref- I, I just cannot get around that. Maybe Ryan Tannehill going back to Miami. No, I can't. I'm sorry. Sticking it to him. No. Guys, that wraps us for the divisional round of the playoffs. We'll see you next week after Championship Sunday and a huge preview of Super Bowl 54. Jazz. Chiefs. <laughs> Until next week. See you all.